Welcome back to another installment of Pastors of Pain. Father Kerry Coolidge, pastor of St. John the Evangelist Catholic Student Center on the corner of Miller and Knobloch. And I'm with my amigo and Casa um, uh, Mate. I don't know how to say housemate. Um, uh, amigo ha- de casa? Uh, what? Amigo de casa? No, no, no? That, doesn't, that doesn't sound right. All like right, persona fine. en mi casa, pero no es mi familia. Vecino? Vecino? Your uh, neighbor? Yeah, I guess yeah. vecino works. Yeah. I learned the word carbon copy the other day, but now I can't remember it in Spanish. Carbon oh, copy. Okay. <laughs> That was hey, random. Well, hey, Father Brian O'Brien. Hello, Hello everyone. Where, where, where do you, what, um, when did you get in Stillwater? I moved to Stillwater uh, mid-January. mid-January. Had to think about that for a minute. Yeah, so I've been here six months plus, and it's glorious. It's Happy great anniversary to, great to, to be you. in Payne County, Stillwater, America. P-A-Y-N-E. P-A-Y-N-E. Where the life is we good are out here. We are the pastors of Payne. We are, uh, you know, it's kind of, end, kind of end of July. We're coming up on... The school year. Don't talk about it. Can, we, can we not talk about the school year? Because I got to start working in yeah. about 15 days. That's the way it goes. Yeah. I, I love campus ministry and working with college students because, I mean, it really goes quiet. Because you town. get your summers off. Well, uh, not necessarily. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Off. That's like what people say about teachers. And Anyway, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. As a teacher, did you get the summer off? Partly. Like, But I was much? always, I'm a, we talked about last time, I'm like a workaholic. So I was, in the summers, I was always like, Reading and getting ready and thinking of lesson plans and yeah, so I mean I I worked okay yeah you work I worked more during the school year, but I definitely worked in the summer. Com you know you go to conferences right 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 you, you know you're just getting getting your classroom ready and stuff are you, like that. Are you doing anything to uh, to prep the uh, new school year? You know it actually is quite interesting. So St. Francis Xavier has a, we have I'm, a, I'm so thrilled we have a preschool really we do we're excited about it check us out. Uh, the early St. Francis Xavier Early Childhood Development Center. Okay. Come check out our, our, our program. It's going to be awesome. But this is like the first year since I was, I think, five that I have not been like affiliated with a school. With a school. <laughs> so I, you know, preschool all the way up through uh-huh. high school. I did yeah. four years of college. I then was a high school teacher for four years. Grad I was school. then in seminary. Grad school. Grad school over the summer for those yeah. teaching years. I was then in seminary for five years. And then every year I've been a priest, 11 years. I have been assigned to a school. Stink. I was at Bishop Kelly and Marquette School in Tulsa. And then was at Bishop Kelly full time for 10 years. <laughs> Dang. It's weird. Anyway, so it, I want to, yeah. let's, let's talk less about me. Let's talk more about you. Let's take a big swim in Father Carey. Well, you know, I never Lake took my Father Carey. I never took my SATs or ACTs because I never wanted to go to college, and then I've been stuck in the collegiate environment. I think I did. Let's see. Yeah, that's a, weird. I did eleven years of college and grad schools, uh, and then two master's degrees later, and now I've been in collegiate ministry seven years. I was eight years of priest this summer. Isn't that? It's kind of like our bishop. You know, he was he did not go to college until twenty five, I think. Yeah, same age as me. Yeah. Uh oh. Are you our are you our new our next bishop? No, I'm not. What do Pass. you know? Have you gotten the call? Uh uh-uh. uh. Has the nuncio called you? That's an interesting moment. Archbishop what, what, Christophe Pierre. What if what if somebody called you 
and you thought it was a joke because of your friends. I've heard that's happened. Really? Haven't you heard that? Uh-uh. That guys get the call from the from the nuncio that says, you know, Father, this is, you know. This is uh, some Italian Pierre, guy. The papal nuncio, and, you know, and, and the Holy Father has appointed you as bishop of whatever. I, I'm told is how the phone call goes. And guys have been like, shut up. Like, you know, come on. I'm, I got a full day here. Stop bothering me. <laughs> and they hang up on him, and then he has to call back. And I've yeah. heard that's happened. That may be, that may be the rumor mill. But anyway, so the school year is starting Gulp. soon. And, soon and we, you and soon. I were just talking about, uh, and uh, in in my mind, like you, I hear it a lot in just in in from college students, but also just from from adults and people that the summer, you know, you kind of have during the school year, it's kind of easier to have a routine. Yeah, yeah, sure. But then in the summer, a lot of times the summer or like over spring break or Christmas break, right. like it just, the whole thing just blows up. Once like, upon a time I was doing all right and then the summer came about. I, that actually is that play. So you were it's, thinking it's, that to total was, eclipse of the I, heart. I, once upon a time I was falling in love and now it's only falling apart and I couldn't get the song together in my brain because then when you arrive like everything goes really well for you know like nine months and then you reach Mother's Day which is usually graduation Sunday. Like Mother's Day is always it's typically graduation day here in Stillwater. And then the next day it all falls apart for everybody. Like you've been yeah. just doing the same thing. So you why know, is that? Well, Why does that happen? I mean, it, se- it seems it, it's happened to me. It happens to me. It happened to me this summer. I had a good, a good prayer habit going. Well, that's what it, it is. And it blew up. You said the word. The summer. You said the word. So it's, a it's a habit. It's a habit. It's a habit, I, uh, if I remember correctly, is a repeated action done, uh, a, sorry, an action done repeatedly until it becomes a custom. Like it becomes normal to us, like a habit, like uh, chewing your fingernails or walking or spitting. Uh, or maybe like uh, you got food routines. Every morning you get up, I drink uh, 24, Gallons six. Gallons of coffee. <laughs> 24 ounces of water boom just right down the hatch so you get all these like habits that occur you eat properly you know you do those things and then they become either virtues or vice like they make you an excellent human being or they make you worse of a human being virtue vice so what is it about the summer i mean we're, we're kind of coming out of the summer now what what is it about the summer that makes people's so i mean you think so you're college students right oklahoma state I'm gonna. I'm guessing this. This was the experience of most of them. Summer came, and their habits got worse. Oh, I'm yeah. guessing. I don't mean to project on you, all you college students out there. I just know what I've heard. Yeah. Okay. What, so why? What is that? What is that? Why? Uh, Help them understand. Structure. You put things into structure. Oh, you have yeah. calendars. You're like, don't, uh, don't pigeonhole me or don't bend me under some some sort of structure. But you do that. You you lay out the times you're going to do things, either work or exercise or hanging out with your friends or going to class, going to class <laughs> which sometimes happens. Uh, sleeping, which is never on the same schedule. Uh, so all of these things in the structure of habit you've made. And then when the 13th of May rolls around or the Mother's Day Monday, the Monday after Mother's Day, it all falls apart because those things are not there to do anymore. Like, uh, it happens to me too. Like, w- immediately we go on pilgrimage. Like, we went to Poland. 
and I had to start a totally new habit every day. Yeah, you're in because a new place. Each day you're in a new town. Each day you're waking up in a different retreat center or a hotel. Each day you're waking up and you're like, why is it 3 a.m. and the sun's out? And so then you're like, well, I might as well start my day. And you then you get into a habit that day. And usually for about three or four weeks, it's like totally messed up and it busts up your routine. Busts up the, the good that you're doing. Like your my, mine are... I have four things I do really, really well. And, I, and, and if I do these things, then everything in my life seems to go well. I exercise daily. I get enough sleep. I pray. And I eat well. That's exercise, eat, pray, and sleep. If I do those four things really well, then, and I get in a habit of doing them, then, boom, all, all order and structure is awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you have a habit. Okay. Order, structure. And then when did you come to that realization? I mean, oh. so so for our, for the college students that are listening, uh, I mean, was that you at 21? No. Because I, when, I, sp- when I, did spent, this? I spent my 18s to 25s traveling around the world. And, and so that makes it hard. For and that makes it really hard because you come back and you're home for three months and you start to get in a habit, then bam, you're on another continent working 18 to 25 so let's talk, hours a day. let's talk specifically to uh, our, our uh, audience here who are kind of in like high school, college, grad school. High school, college, grad school. Okay. What, what, what do you recommend? The school I, year is about to start. We're a couple weeks away. What do you set, set a time schedule to go to bed. That's a big one. Like set a time. I set alarms on my phone. I have an alarm on my phone at 9.30 and that alarm at 9.30 And you is, immediately fall asleep. <laughs> that's what I, I, my three points of contact when I go to bed. Back of head, shoulder, um, and somewhere like butt thigh area. As soon as those things make three points of contact and I close my eyes, I'm asleep. It only takes me about 30 seconds to go to bed. I, I can I can sleep. You know you you've heard me in a car. I've seen, I can start yes, I can start to snore instantaneously. It was that one time we were when, when we were both at Bishop Kelly and we were in Rome, and we were in the lobby of the hotel. I forgot this. Go on. And you know the group was like meeting up. It was the evening. <laughs> we were like, okay, we're meeting up. We're gonna go to dinner and. And you were like asleep on the couch in the lobby of the hotel. And it wasn't that big of a lobby. <laughs> wasn't that big of a couch We almost either. left you, but we decided to take oh, you. Well, thank you. As so I think kind. you were buying that night. Oh, boy. That was the reason. Okay. Uh, so one, okay, so, a, so a, a set time to go to sleep. A set time to go to sleep. I set alarms just to remind myself I need to be going towards my rectory and towards bed. So playing devil's advocate, I think most a lot of high school, college, graduate students would say... I, I can't do that. I can't go to the uh, go to bed at the same time. I'm going to I'm going to miss something. FOMO. That's what yep. you're saying? Well, I mean, that's, so you're in a, you're in a fraternity sorority, you're in a dorm. You're, you know, is is it possible? I haven't been to college in 20 years, but can you go to bed at 9:30 in a dorm? You can go to bed at 9:30. It's called earplugs. Sometimes I'll like uh, when I take my nap during the day. I take a nap every day at three o'clock. I take my cell phone and I stuff it inside my cleric shirt, and I set the alarm so it like vibrates me away, like it startles me awake. So you can set alarms to wake you up, earplugs, and maybe you got to get a new roommate or you got to find a place to sleep. But I would insist sleep is so important. Yeah. All the brain studies are coming back with if you 
there's no, what was that study? I was, golly, when I was reading it, it was, there was no difference between a person who was under sleep deprivation and someone who was drunk trying to drive. Like they were equal cognitive processes. Wow. So you can't go and try to do excellent stuff. So if you're going to try, you're going to, you want to be holy. You want to be a saint. You want to be a good student. Yeah. You're saying a habit, a good habit of sleep. A good habit of essential. sleep. And, and I stink at it because I have terrible FOMO. If you don't know what FOMO is, it's fear of missing out. And I have terrible FOMO. And I'm like, there's something going on. I want to hang out with some students. I want to catch up on life with some people I like to hang out with. And then, and then I just have to say, uh, I'm going home. That's why you and I set these, like, set these events. Like, we're having dinner. So that means you have to leave work when you want to sit there in your office and do emails until the wee hours I of the morning. Like and I'm like, I want to hang out with folk. And so what do we do? Me, you, and Duck father robert duck then we converge back on the rectory at a set time and we have we pray together have dinner together hang out and socialize uh, uh, or go out to a family's house or go out to dinner someplace so that street tacos oh taco tuesday at nana's mm. <gasps> yes delish oh boy taco tuesday they were like a buck off too and they were delicious Okay. I'm with Anywho. You. So sleep. So you got to so get, so get sleep. And, so, then, and then sleep puts all these things in order because when I, when for me personally, and I, and I would tell students this, when you sleep well, you're actually very productive the next day. There's like people are like, oh, I pulled an all nighter and wrote a paper. No, no, you didn't. Yeah. When did, when did sleep deprivation become like something to brag about? There's an article in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and it was called sleep the new status symbol. Read it. Oh. And it's all these CEOs that brag that they get eight hours of sleep and get stuff done. So I got nine hours of sleep last night and did it does make some a really awesome stuff in the last couple days. When I was in seminary, we we had a, we took a class and it was kind of on on like on the Psalms, and there was a there was kind of part of the class was about it was just it was about poetry, and so we read like famous poetry uh-huh and we read emerson and we read you know kind of all these different different shakespeare and and in light of kind of the psalms which are a, a poetic kind oh of, yeah sure sure and so then we had to write we had to write our own our own uh our own poetry and uh-huh. it was hilarious and so i remember it was in one particular kind of stretch where i was not like getting a lot of sleep and and so my poem, I should find it because they published a little book and it was my poem was called the first five minutes yeah. And basically, it was about how much I hate the first five minutes of the day. Um, what? What? Because I was because yeah. when you when you wake up, the alarm goes off, and if if I've gotten enough sleep, I can't wait to get up. I'm so excited. I mean, I you know I jump out of bed. Yeah. I I, I my usually my routine in the morning is I pray. Uh, come Holy Spirit. I ask for the Holy Spirit to be in my life and a part uh-huh. of my day. And got it. That's really usually the first. I make the sign of the cross just to get off to a to as holy a start as I can. Dang, that's much better um, than me. But what's that line from Jose Maria Escriva? Like uh, the alarm clock is the he he calls. If, yeah, if you're interested in this, is Saint Jose Maria Escriva, who's a Spanish priest. He called it the heroic minute. That first minute when the you the first minute, and that is the temptation is to roll over, snooze, you know, just lie in your bed and like watch videos on your phone. Um, and he calls it the heroic minute. 
And that is the minute, the, the first minute you wake up, that you are up, that your mind is on God. Yeah. And you start your day. Okay. You don't waste 15 minutes putzing around in bed, turning over and hitting the snooze button, mm. uh, watching videos, whatever. You 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 move. You move. I the like heroic the move minute. It, move Look it. that up. He it's it's pretty it, it's pretty good. Okay, so so a college kid out there, they're about to start school. What can what can somebody do before school starts on this subject of Ooh, sleep? Before, and then I want to talk and then we need to talk about prayer. Before school starts. Okay. I think start doing them now. Oh. Like the last last couple weeks of summer, you're like get in the oh, mood, get yeah, in the, uh, yeah, get in the I habit. Wanna, but I want to see all my friends. I want to pull late nights. But you know what? Set an alarm and be like, okay, set an alarm at ten thirty, and say, okay, I'm going to be home at eleven, so I can actually get some good sleep, so I can get in the groove for my future. Yeah, your friends are going to you know complain. Whoa, whoa, what you hang out to us? Okay, well, you know what? I have breakfast in the morning. I one of my favorite things to do is to get up and have um, meals. My first thing is holy hour. Second thing is exercise. Third thing is a meal, usually with a student or you or some other friends. And those are really awesome times. So set a schedule, get a routine, put things in order. Like, you know, the Benedictine monasteries, when you you and I went to different, we went to different Benedictine seminaries. What was it? It was prayer. And then what was immediately after prayer? Breakfast. Breakfast. Boom, boom. We and broke you, the fast. Yeah, literally break fast. And, and those things are really awesome to do. Just set those things in order and say, I have to go home and do this. Like I set an alarm. Bishop Muggenberg, uh, when, he, when I was living at Christ the King with him, we would say, we're planning it on this day. And I, I would have to be, I'd be back at the rectory at seven o'clock for dinner. Yeah, to hang that's out smart. The that's smart. Okay, so we've talked about sleep, and obviously that's a, that's a great yeah, habit. Yeah. The heroic minute, all these things that we would recommend. I would let me let me make one more resource point, and that is a wonderful video by Father Mike Schmitz. Uh, some of you might know Father Mike Schmitz oh, yeah, is, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, is a priest uh, in the, the diocese of Duluth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does a great job with uh, youth conferences, and he makes these videos through Ascension Presents. Anyway, he did one on sleep. Really, and I've never seen it. His line was. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was it was it was moving. He said, "The that to go to sleep is an act of trust, whoa, uh-huh. um, and an act of hope. That when you go to sleep, you're trusting that okay, I, I've accomplished what I can accomplish today, and if the Lord gives me another day, then I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do it again." But that so often we have that kind of that fear of missing out. We, we're not, you know, we don't know where to go. We, we don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, at, at the end of at the end of a day, because we, maybe something didn't get done. And he just says it's an it's an act of an act of trust, an act of hope, to just, Lord, I'm I'm going to bed. What was John the twenty third's famous line? Yes, yeah, Saint John the twenty third. Is that he, like I'm going to bed, God? Lord, it's it, your Lord, it's your church. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I used to stay out all night, uh, late, late into the night working and like, okay, but also I didn't trust Jesus. And now I trust yeah. the Lord a lot more and yeah. he, the Lord, I've things done, happen. I've done what I've, what I've done, what I, what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. So, so it's schedule wise. Let's talk again to, to the college, high school, college, grad student crowd um, about a habit of prayer. What does that look like in the summer? What does that look like in, in an academic year? 
specifically at St. John's? What are the opportunities there? Well, during the summertime, you know, there's daily, we had daily mass. Uh, if you're in Stillwater, yeah. Yeah. And there's so few students around that that's about all we have. We have a few Bible studies going around here and there, uh, but not a lot of activities going on. At that. Students will do things outside the church. Uh, and then when the school year starts up, I and mean, we have daily mass, daily Eucharistic adoration, daily confessions, 250 students in Bible studies, Sunday and Wednesday, catechesis classes. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on throughout the school year. Just, you know, we, uh, everybody in campus ministry reduces stuff to just the minimum. Uh, you know, I, I left there to go do something the other day, and there were 20 students hanging out. Just Beautiful. doing homework and yep. chatting about life. and So what about your students? I mean, you have students who are listening to this right now who are not in Stillwater. They're at home. They're in small-town Oklahoma. They're in Texas. They're in Arizona. They're in California. Pilot and they're, and they're point, home. They're home. Point, they're, in, they're living with their parents, and they're yeah. maybe working. What, are, what should they be doing in so, these final weeks of summer? Final weeks of summer? Mm-hmm. Final, final weeks of summer to get ready for college. Wow, you threw me a curve there. Well, I, I mean, my my first thought is that there's daily mass here in Stillwater. There's probably daily mass wherever you live. Yeah, there you go. And find it. Get there. there. Get there. And you may be there with like every old person on the planet. Big deal. Jesus yeah. is there. Get there. Hey, go go in the early mornings. You know, all the productivity podcasts that we listen to and books that we read always say start early in the morning. Yep. Because no one is making noise. No one is doing anything at that time of the day. So, you know, I like I got my Magnificat. And a Magnificat's really great because you can it's small. It goes in your pocket. You can take it anywhere. You can read the daily readings. So I, I encourage you to, like, get a Magnificat. Or USCCB Daily Readings has the audio. And, you know, Zach Esposito, we talked about him last week. He's the, one of the coaches here. Zach has now gotten two mentions here on the show. Uh oh! I should that's cut, I should cut I should cut that off. That's special. Um, it, it just saying how he likes listening to podcasts when he runs to grow in his faith life. Also, you could listen to the readings, the daily readings. I, I'll be driving, uh, like even on a road trip. You're going someplace. I'll break a six-hour road trip up into different little one-hour chunks. So I'll start off by like praying my rosary uh, for the first bit, and then. I'll listen to the daily readings. I'll listen to a podcast. Then I'll take an hour of silence and just like admire the think beauty about of nature. Things and yeah, 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 just think about stuff. Allow, allow the mind to do what it does. So as you're driving, as you're making all these road trips to see your friends, you know, take some of those things in. Uh, maybe you know, you and I like good audio books too. Uh, DiscerningHearts.com has a lot of bunch of good Catholic uh, audio. What is books. that? What is DiscerningHearts.com? DiscerningHearts. You ever use their oh. app? Is that Timothy Gallagher? Uh, he's on there. They have a list. Oh, They're out of I Omaha, Nebraska. Him. They have okay. a, a radio station in Omaha. So yeah, check that uh, out. Discerning That's a good Hearts. Um, formed. You and I both. Our parishes have formed, and people can use formed I need to get and get the word out about that more. It is too good it's just like it's like netflix for catholics it's got movies really great movies um different audiobooks uh let's uh, such as uh with god in russia that i'm gonna start listening to again because it's r- about walter chizak i love him you know he was exchanged at the end of the story i'm gonna ruin it for everybody but reagan exchanged him for a russian spy that was captured in the united states so Chizak made it back to the United States. What's his other book? Uh, uh, With God in Russia. 
Oh, uh, that one. I we'll think know. of it. Anyway, look it up. It's good. Really yeah. good. Okay, so on this on the habit front, so we got we're coming back to the school year. Ta- what about parents? What should parents do? Parents? Yeah. For themselves or for their kids? For themselves. In in order to be, I think, you know, for, for parents and grandparents, you want to be good examples uh-huh. for your kids. And I think that's where a lot of us go, have gone gone wrong. You, you you know, we pick up habits of our parents. If our parents, if we see our parents praying, going to confession, yeah. going to mass, we're, we're going to mirror that. If so, we see our parents right. in, you know, having There's three habits, things you can do right there as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I picked up from Father Ray Gronsky, God rest his soul, now deceased, is praying the Hail Mary before we drive. Our, our Lady of the Way, Notra Senora di Camino, Ora Pro Nobis. Our Lady of the Way, it's the church in Rome where the Jesuits began their missions to always pray before you drive. And I was uh, with some students on a pilgrimage to France, and we did that every time we drove. We prayed the Liturgy of the Hours. I put in a structure in their daily life. And when they got back, one kid's mom said, so tell me who this Our Lady of the Way is. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And so I had taught this college student, a college student told, taught their parents. Beautiful. So that hand-me-down, you're exactly right, that does work. Uh, not, you know, I guess by, uh, is that osmosis? So just doing those things of, I, I told this wedding couple uh, um, a couple weeks ago, that they have to go to confession together. Not each other, not like looking in the confessional and be like, and you did this. Father, he did this. Only two people are allowed. Yeah. Priest and penitent. Uh-huh. Unless you're need an interpreter. Sign language or something. Yeah. You write it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And, and so parents do a really great job when they teach their kids that by example. So that's some um, if if you are if you're a parent out there and you're listening and you you know you take your kids to school or before your kids get in their car if maybe they're a teenager and they drive themselves yeah. um to pray with your child. Um I love that the tradition it, it's especially true in a lot of like Hispanic families but it's kind of making thanks be to God making its way into kind of the Anglo world a little bit and that is the blessing of parents blessing their children Ooh. before bed and before they go out. And you make kind of make this little, you can't see us doing this here in the studio here, but we're, you know, making the sign of the cross on your child. Well, isn't giving there, them a blessing? Who is that saint that says always make the sign of the cross when going in and out and coming out of your doors? And every time you you go mm-hmm. about, you come know. in your door, you go out of your door before you eat, before you drink, make the sign of the cross. It's powerful. It is. So those, uh, yeah, so habits, those those habits. I mean, we talked about getting, having a good habit of sleep. Yeah. What is that in your, think about your own life. What does that look like in your own life? Do you get enough sleep? And if you don't, yeah, yeah. what needs to, what needs to change? Last episode, we talked about kind of minimalism and, and getting rid of things. For me, I was finding myself when I, when I had a television, you know, okay, oh, I'm just going to watch Sports Center here real quick for 15 minutes. The and History then, Channel. And then an hour later... I'm still watching, you know, like, oh, why am I watching eyes. bowling? You know, uh, <laughs> Water bowling. I'm just going to watch the end of this game. And then you find, you know, oh, then I'm going to watch the, the post game or I'm just going to watch the news. And then you keep watching the news, you know, and, and then before you know it, it's, it's 11 o'clock, it's midnight and I'm getting up really early and, and, and I'm, and I'm tired the next day. And you know why I me. like, uh, like watching the England Croatia game. That thing went on for 104 minutes drove me bananas England loss what's the beauty of watching a game in public is that you get to hang out with other people 
I think it's one of the things we have in this culture. You and I talked about like one of the biggest problems is kids are becoming more isolated. And so they sit in their room and they watch yeah, Netflix. Yeah, TVs in their rooms and yeah. Not t- I just, like iPads I'm and everything. I'm not a fan. I'm so, not, I don't have kids, but if I did, they wouldn't have a television in their Sleep, room. prayer. My other one is exercise. Yep. Okay, we we can get into that another. And eating well. Yep. I mean, the caloric intake that comes in with it. You know, they- Why are uh, you looking these, at me? <laughs> uh, you could, uh, you could, what was that doctor said? You could uh, you lose some tell, kilos? I'll tell that story someday. That's a, <laughs> That's a great one. Glory. I got- Short story, I got sick when I was in Mexico. I was studying Spanish in Mexico when I was a seminarian, and I uh, went to the doctor. And this <laughs> doctor says to me uh, in kind of broken English, you are in need of losing the kilos. <laughs> he said, you are, like a, you are like a bull, like a bull. He called me a, a toro. You're, you're, you are in need of losing the kilos. Toro. And I was like... Okay, I'm I'm lying here on this bed in this like pseudo hospital, and this doctor is giving me some major self esteem boost. Anyway, oh boy, you get the you that. get the idea. So good habits, good habits, people. Get into good habits. It's a virtue or a vice. Pick one. Pick but one. Pick and the go virtue. With it. Pick the virtue. And I and I and I think we would encourage you to bring the Lord into this. What are your bad habits? Get, bring them to confession. Um, get, you gotta get you gotta get rid of make them. some good ones so to order your life. And then as the school year gets going, you know we're still a couple weeks away, but as the school year gets going, get into those good habits for yourself, for your families, for your roommates, for your frat and sorority brothers and sisters. Um, it's not only good for you, but it's good it's good for others. Let's make a habit of ending this show on time today. I think we should. We are the Pastors of Pain, Father Brian O'Brien. Father Kerry Wakulich. We uh, hope you enjoyed uh, this show. And uh, keep listening and let us know what you think. God bless you. Have a great day. God bless. Peace.